Hello and welcome to Loopholes, your weekly discussion podcast about all things esoteric and esoterotic. I'm Kate Cheryl. hello. And I'm Ian Bullsworth, hello. And on today's episode, once again, I'm not sure of what you're bringing to the table. However, I have made some notes. Excellent. I've made some notes about a comment that I received. Yes. In the comment section. Okay. Which I found very interesting and I wish to pick your brains about it because I believe you might know some of it. Okay. <laughs> you might know all of it actually. Yeah. But okay. it blew my mind. The thing that I found out. Right. Because I didn't know about it. I can't believe that I've never looked it up before. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I never considered it as a thing. Mm-hmm. That for all my spouting off about stuff that I never actually checked this. Yeah. And I've checked something. And I would have to also admit as a caveat, I have checked it from a fictional source. <laughs> So well, we'll explain yeah. that when we get to if it. If that hasn't hooked the listener in already, I don't know what well, will. Well, not necessarily, but I believe that the fictional source was discussing something that was real. Mm-hmm. It was also tied to a certain era as well. Hey, we'll get to it. Okay. Can we do the comments straight away? Yes, let's right. go for it. Let's alternate them this week. So let's go. You do one from yours. I'll do one from mine. How many have you got, by the way? Oh, well, it says I've got seven, but um, not all of 12. them are loading. I've got 12. <laughs> you win again. I'm winning the comments still. So cruel. Does that mean that I should do mine first? If you'd like. And just in the timings of it, because you've only got a few. <laughs> right, go on. Well, I'll do, I'll do my first two, then I'll okay, do one of yours. Okay, go. Okay, my first two are Mark Dunwillows. Got a long train journey this afternoon, so this is perfect timing. Two thumbs up, thanks. Heart. <laughs> Thank you. So there's that one. So there's nothing to discuss there, really. Hope hope you got there safe and sound <laughs> and on time. And Stephen Colt, Little Boy Punter, I like this podcast. It is a good one. Thumbs up. Uh, six exclamation marks. <laughs> so let's get on to your comments now. Yeah, Stephen Colt, Little Boy Punter, said very nice podcast. On your one? Yes. Oh, okay. Is that your first comment? Yeah. Okay, back to mine. So Nathan Locke said, I love how Ian is simultaneously supporting and sabotaging Dr. Kate's career. I think her having a more aggressive approach to interviews will really help to nail down that GB news slot. (laughs) No. Have you thought any more about the potential of having a a slot on GB news? The potential, yeah. Yeah. I know you've got work coming in from other places that are more credible. Yes. Obviously working within the parameters of the (laughs) esoterotic. But yeah. um, really not considering this GB News slot, I think, I reckon, I don't have any experience as an agent, Okay. but I've had experience of agents, so yes. I've learned quite a lot yes. of how they work over the years. I reckon I could approach GB News mm-hmm. and at least get you the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident of that. Right, okay, well, I don't, you know, I don't doubt your ability to sweet talk the bigwigs. I don't know who's GB in charge news. of it, but I've got a feeling that if I, and this is an awful thing, but it, I'm an agent, what can I do? I've, yeah. I've got to use everything within my power yeah. to get the gig. I think if I really hammer how you look, oh my God. I can at least get you through the door. <laughs> but right. I don't know who runs GB News. My, I'm getting a sense, I'm getting a feeling mm-hmm. that getting some blonde bit through the door might not be that difficult. <laughs> Right, well, let's see how we go. Send I would imagine a there's a tabloidy background there somewhere, yeah. potentially anyway. Yeah. You could change it from the inside. I think you've been quite short-sighted to dismiss it straight away. Okay. Just because what it is now is abhorrent and an abomination to humanity <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that if you were working on it... That I would be abhorrent <laughs> No, you, you could change it from the inside. Really? Do you think so? Oh, there's plenty of things. I could be like a, a, a liberal parasite. Similar to that. You don't, you don't even have to give a, uh, like a political persuasion at all. Yeah. I just think... 
you could probably raise the bar of GB News. Yeah. That said, I flushed stuff away today that could have raised the bar of GB News. <laughs> Your turn on the comments. <laughs> PJ said, I don't know where I stand on Harry Price. On the one hand, he was posturing as a debunker, but on the other hand, he seems a bit of a charlatan, pretending to be a scientist and using scientific jargon and equipment for credibility. I can see they, this is quite a long comment. Yeah. So should we just hit it one thing at a time? Okay. I don't think he was parading around as a debunker. I think he was when it suited him. Yeah, but I don't think that was his no, he, MO. He really. wasn't. He wasn't... Like a proto James Randy. Yeah. No, he was definitely a showman. Uh, so I would argue that Harry Price's prancing around as a debunker mm-hmm. was a complimentary thing, as we've discussed before. That idea of I never believed in this, but that's, yes. I, I think it served that purpose. Yeah. No, I suppose so. I th- I think he was a debunker when it suited him, and he was a a confirmer of esoteric phenomena again when it suited him all to great media fanfare every major case that he put forward saying that it was investigated in in scientific ways whereas in reality it was quite um unreliable and biased yeah you know was presented as if it was always going to be this big news story and a publishing opportunity so if you imagine a fantasy world where this happens right Mm -hmm. so if you look you mentioned james randy then very famous Skeptic, very mm-hmm. brilliant man. So, I mean, brilliant regardless of whether you go oh, along with his beliefs or not. Phenomenal mind. His presentation yeah. and his explanations of things and the way he presented stuff. Mm-hmm. Although I do think it's sometimes bordered on the aggressive. It, 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 oh no, I, it's I agree sometimes with you. bordered on humorless. I felt. Yes. Yeah. I think sometimes his his search for exposing untruths and exposing you know horrible things, obviously didn't take into account ethical issues or yeah, just yeah. people's mental yeah well-being. yeah but, but i mean but, uh, same argument for me i i, I will sometimes border on mm-hmm. semi-aggressive i suppose i mean I, I like to think it's an obviously portrayed aggression really mm-hmm. i think i rarely get incensed yeah it does happen but i'm thinking specifically of the times i've seen james randy with yuri geller their mm-hmm. ongoing spat yes the yeah. big daddy giant haystacks yeah <laughs> spiritual world i often found myself watching those and setting even though i would fundamentally agree with james randy Mm -hmm. weirdly because of the way they both presented themselves Mm -hmm. i found myself emotionally siding with yuri geller so so empathetically siding with yuri geller because it didn't seem like a fair fight yeah and i didn't think i didn't think that randy was always decent to him Mm -hmm. in public yeah and i think the problem with and by the way Post-mortem, by the way, for Randy, same accusation of Yuri Geller. Yeah. You know, his, his response to James Randy's death was disgusting, I thought, mm-hmm. regardless of what had happened in their lives. Say nout, you know, mm-hmm. you don't say anything. But I also do relate to the frustrations that Randy must have felt, that, you know, that he's presented everything. Yeah. And it's case dismissed. It should be. Oh, yeah. And yet there's still people oh, I, I get going it. along it can, with it. And it he's can... still making a ton of money from it. I understand how that frustration could mm. consume you to the point where you, where you, you haven't got a sense of humour about it at all. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. I mean, this is a minor critique, I should point this yeah. out, of an entire lifetime's work. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to idolise him as this god who never did nothing wrong. Yeah, well, I think there's, there's plenty of, of old interview footage of James Randi being treated appallingly when he was on like US chat shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. being sort of hammered down with the, the the same argument that we've discussed countless times. You know, yeah. you won't see anything because you're 
closed-minded. Yeah, so yeah. You want to ruin this because you want to ruin our belief system. Yeah, and if that's your entire career existence, it it pulls skin off you. Like over over time. Yeah, it must it must have you. been incredibly draining. Yeah. And so I I think with Harry Price certainly when we go back and reassess his career in snippets, because so much of his career now is broken down, like we had last week with the Brocken experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, so many instances of his career, so many famous poltergeists and, and cases, even like Borley Rectory, mm-hmm. they've become separate from the man mm-hmm. and have kind of become more legitimised yeah. due to their separation from him. Whereas really, in reality... Even the SPR distanced themselves from, you know, most of Harry Price's experiments. Because the Society they... of Psychical Research. Yes, because, because his, they found his methods to have so many faults and to not actually be scientifically strong or rigorous in their conduct. Trying and like, to have a statue of a charlatan if, and... if you're trying to portray yourself as a credible organisation. <laughs> and even like when we talk about Harry Price's lab, which looked amazing. Yeah, but so did the lab in Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, but that... <laughs> Didn't do out. <laughs> that lab, that National Laboratory of Psychical Research, was approved by the London Spiritualist Alliance. So there's just layers of bias on bias, yeah. all framed within what's going to make the next shiny tabloid yeah. headline. Yeah, that's the bit to remember, listener. Every last one of them making an absolute packet <laughs> <laughs> on all sides of the fence. Absolute fortune. Back to PJ, please. Yes. <laughs> he also seems an expert. How are we not? <laughs> What, making a packet? Yeah, no, if we're part of oh, that... I don't know. If we're part of that... You know, I've just said yeah. on both sides of the fence. How do we get on this, Craig? I don't know. I'll I tell you what it is. It's social media promotion. That's what Harry, Harry Price today would be an influencer. Well, no, maybe he would, but at that point, he, there was no such thing as social media, so we can't argue that his fame and fortune was as a result of social media because it didn't exist. It was as a result of media and being social. So PJ said... Not doing either of them. <laughs> PJ also said... Lucky I talk to you once a week. Thank you. (laughs) He also seems an expert self-publicist, staging visually striking publicity stunts aimed at newspaper audiences. What with the esoteric types he investigates, the public who he convinces he's a credible scientist, and the media he entices to cover his experiments. It's like he's playing everyone for a bit of a fool. That said, he played the game expertly and in an entertaining way without the harm some in the field did and still do. So I don't want to seem too harsh on him. Mm. I just see him as a brilliant showman <laughs> rather than a credible scientist debunker. There's levels, isn't there? There you, is. I mean, we could say, like, without the harm. But yeah. we, we don't see every avenue that, that sparks off the journey. So we don't see... You know, we, we, we could hypothesise and go... Well, that could have meant that that could have meant that that could have meant that that. And we wouldn't see them bits of it. Yes. It's a similar thing to what I'll go on to talk about in another comment, but you don't necessarily see how far-reaching the harm mm-hmm. of these things are. Yeah. And and nor can I prove them either. I can't say, but that is definitely happening because I don't know. Yeah. But sociologically and in, in looking at the human condition and in looking at how things have a butterfly knock-on effect, mm-hmm. which is unarguable, you know, every action has an effect on the next part of the clock ticking. There are lots of things that have near certainly, I would say, happened Mm -hmm. that we're not a party to, of the harm it's done. We could do it in... So, so listen, if you think about it now, think about your own experience. So think about every relationship you've ever had in your life. So go back to your teens or whenever it was you first Mm -hmm. had a relationship and think of how every relationship and the experiences contained therein Mm -hmm. made you a different person for the next one. 
Yes. And then that one to the next one. And then it's cumulative. You've got two then to the next one, mm-hmm. to the next one. And all those things you carry with you that I, pre- I would presume that all of us carry some negative things from those experiences, particularly mm-hmm. if it was an upsetting relationship and what have you. Yes. And they are all accumulative. But you'd be hard pressed in a court of law to say, it was my girlfriend when I was 13's fault. Yeah. Look how you can trace it back. But you still can trace it back. It would stand to reason that in these highly emotive situations, mm-hmm. damage is being done that it's not necessarily as straightforwardly yeah. easy to prove. Yeah, whether confirming or denying the legitimacy of a case. Just looking at that in yeah. Price's career, yeah, of course, that will have trickle-down effects kind of down the decades. But also, Price's acts against others, because with so many people vying for attention from the newspapers there are some schools of thought that he also took down a few a few rivals by incorrectly debunking them whereas really perhaps maybe it was just more of a professional rivalry you know there's a there's a lot of instances of that within price's career well my contention is that debunking of the paranormal and the spiritualism is always correct. Well, yes, I know. Always. Yes. But also, Price wasn't a solid debunker. Was he... You go to graves and stuff quite a lot as part of your other career. Yes. Going to, like, looking at graves and, oh, come and have a walk around this graveyard with me. Yeah. Right? You do all that. <laughs> Was Harry Price buried? Yes. Okay. Hear me out. Doesn't have to be what you do. Okay. In fact, with where your career is at the moment, I'd advise you not to when you're on this precipice. Of success. Oh, thank God you said success. <laughs> All right. No. But as an idea for me, so we were talking then about how are we not making a career out of this? So I'll just, I'll bring it just back to me. So how am I not making a load of money from this, from being a debunker and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing? What if I went, I'm tying this in with the James Randi idea as well, of him being quite nasty and cutting sometimes. Okay. What if I took that idea yeah. and really upped it? Yeah. Right. And did a big public display of how angry I am about Harry Price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone long dead. Yeah. Right. And like really slagged him off and stuff and said awful things about him and, and, and gave examples of awful things that I considered him to have done. Mm-hmm. And it culminates, right, get a real media storm going about it. Yeah. And it culminates um, with me um, exhuming his body. <laughs> right. And, and making him stand trial. <laughs> right, look, and hear me out, because I know it's un, like completely unpalatable <laughs> as an idea, but you said social media. I guarantee you, if that was a Twitter account, I'd get I'd be caning in followers from yeah. that. YouTube, I could monetize that in a heartbeat, that on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> People would, like, definitely click on it, the Harry Price trial. Yeah. <laughs> Skeleton trial. <laughs> I mean, that in itself would be acting in a long tradition of trying cadavers for past crimes. Is that a real thing? Well, there was the cadaver synod <laughs> in like um, 897 so AD. I could I be looking at like taking it to the History Channel. Well, you could Because it is a historic precedent for it yeah, and but that significance. Was a, that was a Pope, that was Pope Formosus. That was like a, oh, yeah, go on, take it to the history right, channel. Well, if I'm <laughs> acting as your agent, you should act as my agent as well. So okay. can, you, can you go to the history channel, please, and say that I've had this idea <laughs> to dig up... The exclamation of Harry Price. I don't want to do it officially. It's got, I've got to dig it up in the dead of night. <laughs> That's got to be part oh, of okay. it. Night vision. That's got to be like episode one. Uh, also part of it's like hand cam. Hand I reckon, cam. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it starts as a, a gritty documentary yeah. and then turns into a kind of circus of horror sort of <laughs> trial in my back garden. 
Oh, no, it's about secret location. It's going to be a secret location. Secret location Let's brackets get back to the comments. is God. Let's get back to the comments. Even <laughs> as I'm saying it, I'm thinking this might be a bad idea in some ways. Right. <laughs> Gregory Ackerman. Exorcism movies where it isn't a demon. Requiem. That's the name of it. Right. German movie from 2006. A very good but kind of upsetting movie, that one. If you like that sort of thing, then definitely worth a watch. Anyway, ace episode as ever. Excellent. Right, that's on the viewing list. There's also a reply to it, but I've screen grabbed these comments so I can't click it. Apologies to whatever the reply was, whoever it was. It probably was helpful. I screen grabbed the comments. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) On mine, Dave Tyra said, I'm flummoxed. I just can't understand the superstitions of the past. Why try and change a goat into a boy? Why not into a chest of gold or a good roast dinner? Wasn't worth climbing up a hill for. <laughs> I mean, sometimes pulling it back to the simplistic is the best way of doing it. Like, that, yeah. Dave is absolutely right there. And the problem is, because of the nature of what I've done with this sort of stuff over the years, is I think I'm always looking for a more high concept thing, like exhuming Harry Price and making him stand trial. Yeah. But... <laughs> Oftentimes, with sort of scepticism of these things, you should just go, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> like to everything, that should be the rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Yeah. No, it's it's a very good point, Dave. It's a very good point. And Sophie cleverly add on, added on to this uh, with this week's film club. Yeah. Um, is that it was quite a useful spell for the witch in Stardust, though. I've not seen that. Um. Neither of you, by the sounds no, of it. No, right. <laughs> his name jonathan ross's wife she wrote the screenplay oh maybe i did see that yeah it's, it was i remember was watching. ricky gervais in it absolutely no idea i've only seen it at once but it's very pretty okay kate's film review pretty yeah. and and so we don't leave it as jonathan ross's wife you want okay. to say the name yes, of the person yes that um Jane. stardust J- stardust Jane. was a film <laughs> stardust was a film where the screenplay was written by Jane Goldman, that's it, just, that's based it. on a book by Neil Gaiman. Yes, 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 there we go. go. Jane Goldman. Rob Graves' comment is, you can't exercise lies. Is that the new official loopholes tagline? <laughs> it's a good one, isn't yeah, it? Isn't it? Yeah. Kyle Griffiths on mine says, as someone who grew up adjacent to a farm that was sort of near a hill, I can say I've never seen a goat turn into a boy. <laughs> That's because you don't believe in it. Yeah, you're too close-minded, that, mate. That's because you've not done it under a full moon, mate. You've not. All your conditions haven't been correct. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, but I've definitely seen a kid turn into a goat. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Kyle, imagine if you'd thought of that and thought, no, nah, I won't bother leaving that comment. That, 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 yeah. that needs to be preserved historically. It does. <laughs> <laughs> that. It really does. I mean, I don't know what you did, Kyle. When you came up with that line and posted it. But all I can say is, spare me the details, I know what I would have done that day. <laughs> after coming up with that. <laughs> right. Is uh, that a pun as well? Is it a pun? Yeah. I hate puns. Oh. But that was good. That was yeah. good. Yeah, you get a free pass with that one. Yeah. Tango of the Robes said, Loopholes episode 26. Grimsby Goat Girl Seeks Brock and Goat Boy. <laughs> And then, tagged onto that, Kate, 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 is there a Loopholes P.O. box for fan mail yet? And then quite an ominous Amazon link. What, to send to you? Well, because we were saying we were going to have our Amazon wish list. Like we always. are not. No, we're not. But, we're you know, not. We were saying about influencers and their wish lists. Okay, and what's the Amazon link that Tango sent? What are we linked to on Amazon? It links to the Holy Spirit Board by Holy Spirit Games, Christian Religious Talking Board for Seance with Planchette. <laughs> Sorry, Holy it's, Spirit Games. It, instead of a planchette, it's a cross. Right. And underneath it says, Goodbye, Jesus. Right. I mean, is this a joke thing or is this a it's, serious thing? It's a thing? real thing. You can buy it for twenty nine. No, 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 no. no. I, know it's a, I understand it's a real mm. product. Yes. But is it a sincere product? 
or is it a joke product? <laughs> when it comes... Everything you've said so far makes it sound like it might be a sincere product. I know, but when it comes to Christian evangelism, I really have no idea where that barrier is. And what's the name of the company again? What are they called? Do you make it? Holy Spirit Games. Holy Spirit Games? Yeah. They've just made essentially a Christian Ouija board. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shane Darrell. Really enjoyed this episode. Made me wonder about Harry Price. I saw a while ago on QI, they mentioned him and gave him the preface, The Great, like he was a big debunker of the esoterotic. Has he been reframed as someone reliable, or has he always had the consensus that he's doing good work? Bully Retri springs immediately to mind. I would imagine, I don't, do you know what, I've never seen an episode of QI. I've really? Seen, yeah, I've seen it like... That's impressive. Pass, in passing, yeah, like yeah. Skip, skipping through. Yeah. It's just never appealed to me as a thing. I don't like learning stuff in that way. No, but that's very impressive because it's been on for a hell of a long time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've not gone out my way to not watch it. I just It just doesn't interest yeah. me. But I, I would imagine, my guess would be, the great doesn't necessarily mean the good. I don't know. I suppose it's... There's no arguing that he was a big deal. Oh, no, no, he was he was very, very famous. Very, very famous at the time. Well, here we go. In the same way that they may have on QI or on any other programme said, the great Doris Stokes. Yes. So Doris I Stokes was so, a, yeah. a very famous medium in the 60s, 70s, 80s, really. 80s, really, yeah. She was an old lady yeah, when she died. Yeah. But th- there was certainly a, an affection for Doris Stokes. Yes. And there was certainly an affection for Harry Price. Yeah, I think less so because she because Harry Price didn't wear caftans. And... But you know what I mean, though? So yeah. you, you, I could still happily say the great, or the wonderful Doris Stokes, I could say. Yes. Even though her practice is abhorrent to every sinew in my body. Okay. Like, do, you know, do you know what <laughs> I mean? Yes, no, I, I get that duality yeah. within it. I think, really, with a lot of popular media at the minute edging towards the esoterotic, yes. and we're getting more reframings of, of Harry Price's work. And then the same yeah. would apply with things like the Enfield case and things like that. The more they're reframed with contemporary media interpretations of it, the less we see of the original text and the original the original text, as if this big religious, mm. religious thing. We don't see the original reports, the faults within these so-called scientific experiments, mm. exactly what he did, how he conducted himself, what were his actual findings, because what he left in his legacy essentially is this huge archive of esoterotic matters that aren't necessarily scientifically valid but they are brilliant for mining for creative products right okay still gonna dig him up um <laughs> richard shaw writes now here's the this is the comment that i was telling you about spooky hour on gb news with special guest enoch powell oh god <laughs> it wasn't this part of it by a satellite for the spirit world. Um, as an addendum, this was the bit, this was the thing. Okay. There was a story on the Crown Court repeats on Talking Pictures TV about someone charged under the Fraudulent Mediums Act. It's up on YouTube and there's a link. And I watched said link. Three episodes of Crown Court I watched. Now, here's some things. Here's a bit of background, first off. Crown okay. Court, if you don't know, was a TV series, which I always actually thought was live. When I thought back about it... Yeah. It apparently wasn't. It was apparently filmed as live, pretty much, with minimal yeah. interference. To what Very crossroadsy. It is, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, if actors stumble over the lines or whatever, it tends to be left in on mm-hmm. Crown Court. So Crown Court ran from 70s into the 80s or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of familiar with it as background noise, because my grandma used to watch it every day. Yeah. So it's actually just the actual tone of it is quite a comfort to me. I find it yeah. quite a comforting thing. And I did, when I watched this episode, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this every day now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put an episode of this on every day yeah. at dinner time, just while I'm in the house. Yeah. Just, I'll just have it on in the yeah. kitchen, same as when it used to be on 
in my grandma's living room yeah. and she'd watch it every day. Now, it's quite wonderful as a series. It's just basically, it's all set, one set in a courtroom and it's cases being, they're not real cases. Mm-hmm. They're, it's all written. Some great actors were in it over the years, etc, etc, etc. The episode in question is about a lady who has given her house, this is ultimately what, what it mm-hmm. hangs on, she's given her house to somebody who says that they're a medium, or he doesn't actually say the medium, he says he's sensitive, mm-hmm. yeah. that she now regrets that and wants it back, essentially. And she's got a new boyfriend who's called Major Otway, mm-hmm. and I would quite like to be referred to as Major Otway <laughs> in all future correspondence. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought he was brilliant. Yes, okay. And he just said it was all nonsense. <laughs> but there was this thing, this uh, the Fraudulent Mediums Act, which I wasn't... Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I was aware of it, but I just hadn't, I've never looked into it. Yeah. So it's the Fraudulent Mediums Act of 1951. Yes. And ultimately, what it said on Crown Court, mm. which I said earlier on, is a fictional programme. Yeah. But I presume they're using facts from the world. Yeah. Of that time mm-hmm. also. So early 70s, maybe, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. The Fraudulent Mediums Act of 1951 essentially said that saying you are a medium mm-hmm. is illegal. <laughs> Well, not not it kind really, of said that. But okay. It did though. It said if you are operating as a medium and making claim that you are speaking to people from beyond the grave, that is illegal. No, it, it's with intent to deceive. Well, that, but, or make that, money that's, from it. Yeah, no, but yeah. intent to deceive mm-hmm. is inherent in it. All lies have an intent okay, to well, deceive. This, this okay, right. Right, well, the fraudulent... So, so if you're lying, which is what it's saying, they're saying that anybody that says they are a medium is a liar, and that's illegal, this... they are deceiving. Right, okay, this... Because they're saying there's something they're there not, There's so they? much to unpack with this. Okay, so the Fraudulent I Mediums Act... I still think I've got time to become a barrister. <laughs> I still think there's time. <laughs> the Fraudulent Mediums Act of 1951 was yeah. put in place after the repeal of the Witchcraft Act right. of 1735, so it was okay. kind of a modernisation of it. And that's what you say, it prohibits people from claiming that they are... Psychics, clairvoyants, yeah. things like that, with the intent and to deceive or make money from Which them. we've already established. is A lie is a deception anyway, so you don't even need the bit with the intent to deceive, because a lie is a deception. So it prohibits that and only allows it under the banner of doing it for entertainment purposes. Tell me a lie that's not a deception. Oh, I don't know. See, there we go. Nothing further, Your Honour. No, but... <laughs> Thank you, Major Otway, you are dismissed. <laughs> it's difficult, because that, that was... It's difficult to police that mm. when you're dealing with spiritualism, which is a, a religion in itself. So basically, the the Fraudulent Mediums Act was again repealed in 2008. And it's now sort of all... It's really odd right. nowadays. It's, okay. it's like one of the... It's got a very long title. It's like the Unfair Tradings Act, pres- yeah. you know, Consumer Protections Act. It's kind of jumbled in with like fake closing down sales. And quite aggressive doorstep selling. Right. So, legally, within this clause, there's no difference between a psychic and an aggressive double-glazing salesman. Yeah, so so as of 2023, just a very straightforward question, Mm -hmm. as of 2023, is it legal Mm -hmm. for a medium or psychic, whatever they are, to benefit financially from the gift that they're lying about having? It's a massive grey area. Psychics... That's the, there is no yes or no. It's on a clear case-to-case basis. Right. And it really has been. You know, it's not as simple as, oh, that person's saying they're a psychic, so let's get them under the Fraudulent Mediums Act. It's never been as simple as that. Even when we look at the Witchcraft Act, right. which was still in place during the spiritualism boom of the mid-19th century, 
It's always been a grey area because we're talking about personal belief and the development of modern religions. But surely the law itself, surely the, mm-hmm. the clause of the law, of yeah. what it actually says in law, mm-hmm. surely that's not open to interpretation in terms of being a grey area. Surely well, it, it states... No, it, it kind of is. I mean, a, a lot a lot of the, the cases that went to court from the 19th century, mm. a lot during and just after World War I, when there was like a secondary spiritualism boom because of the enormous loss of life, mm. a lot of those cases that were sent under the Fraudulent Mediums Act were very clear cases of financial fraud mm. for quite large sums of money. That even if you took out the spiritualism aspect and the aspect of spirit contact, it would still stand as kind of just financial fraud rather than needing the grounding of ghosts. But it's tricky for spiritualists today because, as I said, spiritualism is a protected religion. There's like 300 spiritualist churches in the UK. And by trying to impose these regulations, which are necessary... Well, you say they're necessary, but they're no good to man the beast if they can't be enforced. Well, no, it's, it's, it's tricky because there's just saying spiritualism encompasses so many different people. So if you're looking at churches and spiritualist churches, those regulations are placed onto people in in essentially prayer circles. And so these legal ramifications are able to be placed onto a religious movement, which is quite odd. But at the same time, if you see these like psychic chat lines that cost, you know, four pound a minute, Mm. there is a big difference between those two that those psychic chat lines should not be able to say i would definitely get you a message from your deceased well i mean not for 4p a minute never mind four pound you know know, if if that's what the law is that character in the crown court said Mm -hmm. i never ask for money for a seance it's illegal is that still true (sighs) not Yes and no. It's it's what you promise. It's what you provide. It's all semantics. This is why I need to be a barrister. I need to have a big speech in court where I mm-hmm. say, Your Honour, the law is a sham. <laughs> we need to get this established now. Yeah. Never mind, oh, it's a grey area. The law needs to be... We need clarification with mm-hmm. the law, Your Honour. I'm going to question the judge. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm going to put him in the dock. Okay. <laughs> where's in the where's Harry at this point? No, I'm going to put the judge in the witness stand. Right, okay. Your Honour, it's a very simple question, yes or no. Is it illegal for a psychic or somebody pretending to be psychic or a medium to charge for their services? Well, it's a grey area. Your Honour, it's very simple. <laughs> yes or no. Can we have a yes or no answer, please? Please answer the question. All right. And he'll have to direct himself to answer the question. <laughs> right. Hey, Dave, spiritualism. Okay. So when there are like singular mediums, there'd be two different types. You know, there'd be public and private or domestic and public mediums. In order for them to gain money without getting into legal dodgy areas, they would have a singular benefactor, this higher-up medium, so they'd have someone in the background, someone very well-off, paying all the bills. Meanwhile, people who would come into their select sittings would gain access through just knowing the right people, being in the upper echelons of society, or by giving gifts. Alternative to gifts, gifts is not payment. Your Honour, please direct Miss Cheryl to answer the question. It's very, very simple. <laughs> is it illegal for somebody who claims to be a psychic or a medium to charge for the service? Not unless they were guaranteed. Is that a no, Miss Cheryl? Not unless. Are they you saying said no, Miss Cheryl? I have no interest results. in the discussion. Please answer yes or no for clarity for the jury so the jury fully understand what's going on here. In the letter of the law, is it illegal, yes or no? No, providing they give disclaimers. Well, then it is illegal, Miss Cheryl. (laughs) 
It is illegal. You're you're asking them to put clauses into it in order to get around the law. So does the law say, I'm going to ask you again, and And I'm going to ask your honour to direct the witness to answer this clearly. I'm going to ask you again, does the law say it is illegal for a psychic or medium, somebody pretending, I hope your honour will forgive me for saying that, to be such a thing, is it illegal for them to put a price list up? No, providing they give the relevant disclaimers. The only reason they'd need to give a disclaimer is if they had to get around a rule. So is the rule, before they say anything... Okay, okay, without a disclaimer, without any disclaimer, straightforward transaction, Miss Cheryl, I'm going to ask you to answer this again very clearly and very concisely. (laughs) Without a disclaimer, if somebody goes to a psychic or medium yeah. or whatever they're setting themselves up yeah. at, somebody who claims to be speaking to people from beyond the grave mm-hmm. and says, how much for you to try and get in touch with my dead son? Try. That's what they said. If they said try, yeah, no, yeah. that would not be an illegal transaction. So they can give a price back? Yes. Straight away. If they say, How much to talk to my dead son? You're... Are you a psychic? Yes, I am. Can you speak to the dead? Yes, I can. How much for me to speak to my dead son? I believe that if that Your Honour, guaranteed... could you please direct the witness to answer the question? Oh, my God. I believe if that was a give me money to guarantee... There's an inferred talking, guarantee. Inferred guarantee, I believe then that would be illegal. Nothing further, Your Honour. Although she was a slippery witness. <laughs> and I would ask you <laughs> to hold her in contempt. Agreed, Mr Bowlesworth. Miss Cheryl... <laughs> Your behaviour in this court today has been despicable. Uh, Your Honour... In all my years of justice, I have never seen before someone so deserving of the full penalty of the law. (laughs) Excuse me, I'm a witness. Pink Floyd can serve us now as well. Right, Tango of the Robes. Oh, one minute, Your Honour. Yeah. Um, just to tag on, you know, this is the same sort of thing as entertainment purposes only before paranormal TV shows. Okay, carry on. And what needs to happen with that, and this is a serious point, (laughs) what needs to happen with that is that people need to start taking notice of that. People can't watch Most Haunted and then run around shouting seriously about what they've just seen on it. I know. The answer back is, entertain, pretend mate. No, it's it's pretend mate. It's take account Same as the A-team, just pretend. What? They never had to have it on paranormal TV shows, not that there were that many, but it was basically because of Most Haunted because there were so many complaints to Ofcom in 2005. Yeah, but that, that's to do with people watching that like it is a documentary. Because it's presented as a documentary, but they are presenting fiction. <laughs> Please try and understand that. Please, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to the public. I'm blaming the general public. Fair. Stop doing it. Please. Look at what's in front of your eyes. Tango of the robes. <laughs> If Kate intends to lean into that I'm a doctor argument from an authority angle, she probably shouldn't use microwave-ready meals as a device to explain concepts. Right, I'm going to defend you here. Kate didn't lean into that I'm a doctor argument. I said that you should. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So, Tango, you might get that past people at work, but you won't get it past (laughs) me. (laughs) You have started with a false premise. (laughs) I will always spot them, Tango. Matt Ebbs. Cult Mountain Goat. It is I, Goat Boy. <laughs> That's all he said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was successful. Huzzah. <laughs> and he is the most beautiful Goat Boy in all of the Brockens. Dave Doricott. I mean, there's such a backstory to why he's a cult mountain goat. I know. <laughs> it's something else that's happened on my Patreon. Dave Doricott, enjoying the GB News Spooky Hour. 
Can't wait to hear Dr. Kate just asking questions, in quote, about Polish railways in the 1940s. Oh, right, I think I need to put a stop yeah, to this. No, look, look, it's not happening. It's really not happening. <laughs> and Stephen Cult, little boy punter, with a second comment, once managed to turn a goat into a boy, it was a complete write-off. <laughs> Yeah, it, it would have been had it not even happened. Welcome yeah. to Loopholes, episode 27. Seven. I think I'd be a dead good barrister. I genuinely think I would. I know I've said it many times before. I know I've given examples of it before. I actually think I'd be good at it. Yeah, I'm sure you would. There is a lot of exams involved, though. Do you have to wear them daft wig things? Still. Uh, I think when you get up to barrister level, yeah. Not wearing that. Yeah. So I'm going to be the rebel barrister who doesn't wear oh. that. In fact, as part of my case, I'm going to say, look, let's dismiss with the pantomime and I'm going to take my wig. It'd be a very powerful moment in court. Oh, wow. I'll take okay. my wig off. I'm a human being and I want to speak to you as human beings, not as an authority figure. This is what I'll say right to the jury. Okay. okay. be brilliant. And the judge will say, Mr. Bellsworth, could please replace you? And I'll go, no. And I'll say it like, there'll be silence in the court. Excuse me? The judge will say, no, Your Honour, please, I mean no disrespect. However, and then I'll do a big speech about it. Okay. Oh, you haven't, oh, you're going to prepare that speech? No, I think I'll do most of it impulsively. Really? Okay. Which is why I'm worried about the barrister exams, because I have to prep stuff in that yeah. way. I, I don't, I, I work on impulse. Mm, I mean, there's a lot of legislation you'll like, you'll have to memorise. But that could be part of the shtick. So I could have like a little bloke who sits next to me. Yeah. Like a little round glasses, little like pen sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. Who I sort of go, Tim, what's the law on this? And Tim will go, well, according to... It means this... And I'll go, thank you, Tim. And and then then, then back to the jury, like... And I'll do it with a smile. I haven't got time to learn all this gibberish. And then laugh. (laughs) Right, okay. Also, you're kind of like the the personality... With the Bellsworth, careful. (laughs) And I'll go, of course, Your Honour, I mean no disrespect. I'll be respectful when I'm being told off. yeah. But I'll be cutting through stuff. I'll be going, look, yeah. you're on a, you're a human being as well. Take your daft wig off, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> and he won't do it, obviously. Yeah. There's going to be no sort of pretense about me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to be just like, just a bloke. That's that's my whole thing. I'm, I'm just a bloke. Your honour, you're just a bloke. Or if it's a lady, you're just a lady. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> we can see what's happening here. And that's how I win all my cases. I'm taking your wig off. Prosecution is giving us all this talk about it. We can all, we're all intelligent in this courtroom. We can see what they're doing, my learned friend. Do it like that. Oh, right. So you remembered my learned friend. Yeah, my learned friend. Right. And then I'll go, my learned friend. And even saying that is ridiculous. Yeah. His name's Jim. I've known him for years. I'll do it like that. It'd be mm. amazing. Okay. Do you won't win a case, but I'll be really well, entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> We'd probably get your own spin-off series. I so. reckon so, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Thanks. I'll interview you on whatever right-wing TV station I'm on at that point. (laughs) And later I'll be talking to the maverick barrister, Mr Boldsworth, and we'll find out if he actually has any legal balls. And I'll say, Kate, thanks for inviting me on. Look, I know you hate being here. I hate being here as well. This is an awful channel. (laughs) Right, what are you telling me about today? Right, this week we're going to talk about auras and reading your aura. Didn't we do this? We haven't talked about reading your aura. Have we not? No. Maybe it just feels like we yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, do you know what an aura is, broadly? Well, broadly, yeah. 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 It's like when you see images or depictions of auras, it's like the, the colours that kind of surround you, like an energy field. Yeah, like, like with a heat-sensitive camera, you'd see that. Well, well, that's... They, they would I, look I mean, like the, the, yeah, yeah, the image you would, yeah. Yeah, so... 
an aura is, is kind of a, a tangible, like a visible energy field around <laughs> humans and animals. You say visible. Well, well. I've never seen one. Depends, you see, because some people believe that all children and all people are born with the ability to see auras. Right. Much like, you know, children and, and animals are said to be able to see ghosts. Right. But then, you know, the reality of the world and modern teachings comes in and takes yeah. that ability yeah. because then they become disillusioned. Could I, um, sorry, just add something to that? Um, Star Wars came out in 1977, well, 78 really mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, I was four years old. Yeah. Too old, too old. I remember Star Wars then. clearly <laughs> and did. <laughs> so I can speak for being, and I remember pre Star Wars as well. Yeah. So I remember being a child yeah. and I think I would have remembered those... seeing an aura around <laughs> people. Those memories may have, may have left you. You don't know what you've forgotten. That is the great irony of life. Yeah, but if I'm seeing auras around everybody that I see, like some sort of weird live Ready Breck advert, (laughs) I think I would recall that that was happening. Yeah. If I was chatting to dead people when I was two, I think I'd remember it. (laughs) Well, you see, you know, not everyone does. No, hang on. Nobody does. (laughs) (laughs) Look, back to... The aura. Yeah. So in alternative I mean, medicine... I'm being very open-minded, as you can hear. Oh, I can tell. God, this is going to go well. So in alternative medicine, they're kind of linked to, to chakras. So like people's energy points and, mm. you know, their, their being, their sense of self, their life force. And some people believe that auras represent someone's spiritual well-being. Okay? And I'm not going to tell you the history of the aura in Good. the modern um, Good. Western world. I I or the listener wish to hear that. Um, people who do yoga um, may try and, and focus or to strengthen their aura yeah. or energy shield. Yeah. Over the years, there have been many, many experiments within Esoterotica yeah. of people trying to capture images of the aura, try and demonstrate what an aura is, like quantify an aura. Well, you can't, can you? Because the thing is, when they talk about chakras and when they talk about your aura and that sort of thing, what, what they're actually saying is my mental health is what they're saying. And you can't take a photo of somebody's mental health, <laughs> nor can you see it. Well, However, there is plenty to say that that is a very important thing to keep your mental health mm-hmm. on a stable and even keel mm-hmm. and that certain things like yoga and all the rest of it can help contribute towards doing that. Yeah. I, I don't debate any mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. What a debate is that that's an ethereal thing. Mm-hmm. It's not an ethereal yeah. thing. It's a mental thing. Yeah, like it, intangible. In Hinduism, yeah. that's really what we've taken a lot of our aura beliefs from. The aura is like a, a luminous body, so that's kind of what we've run with, with many layers. And those layers kind of, that, like you say, they reflect your health. It's kind of like an indicator mm. of your mental, your spiritual, your physical health. And then mm. you can influence that with your your thoughts whether they're positive negative your experiences in life like your very existence changes your aura and today your mental health today like say a, a lot of I actually said that earlier a lot on. of the aura about your partners and the people that you met during your life how that changes you yeah, as a person going yeah. forward it's your mental health i was talking about it's... don't mean you start glowing yellow <laughs> Well, today a lot of it's it's mashed in with like she ran off with someone else with frequency, and, <laughs> and I am green now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot of it today. Of instead of people's auras, you know, people talk about you know their frequency or their vibes. Mm. You know, like your vibes attract your tribe. Mm-hmm. That sort, those sort of phrases that you yeah. just love. And I, I think probably with this, we're not going to be too far apart. I just mm-hmm. look at it in a very different 
Again, I'll take my barrister wig off. All right, thanks. <laughs> Your Honour, let's cut through the nonsense here. <laughs> you know, it, it's the, the idea that, again, applying the ethereal to this mm-hmm. is, to me, nonsense, because it's actually about your state of being. And your, like, I, I get a bad... In fact, every psychic and every medium I've ever, ever met, mm-hmm. I've got a bad feeling off. <laughs> as he started yeah. talking yeah i've got oh you're all wrong on you yeah. i've got that feeling mm-hmm. definitely but not because they were blue <laughs> <laughs> well, look basically... wish some of them were well <laughs> right auras yeah okay so today in kind of esoterotic belief they're lumped in with a lot of other spiritual beliefs like we say frequencies vibes and on the a lot of like new agey sort of interpretations mm. that came in the 1980s mm rather than the Western version of the aura, which was broadly developed in the late um, 19th century. So today, we'd sort of quantify the aura as like a, a multidimensional aspect of you, like an, like an EMF, like a ready break field, mm-hmm. like an electromagnetic energy field, and like a consciousness that both transmits mm. and receives. And like we say, everything has an impact on it, and now you are green. So, as a child, you lost your ability to see auras. I know you're very sad about that. So a lot of these mind, body and spirit events and, you know, these... Can we stop stating facts? <laughs> no, why not? We're in a courtroom, so I'm going to state it as fact and then you can do whatever and you're summing up later. Right, so you want to gain that Objection. ability back. <laughs> Sustained. <laughs> no, you... So you want to gain that ability back. And in Kate's Mind, Body and Spirit Club today... Mm. I'm going to get you your, charge for. your aura... She can't because it's illegal. Yeah, your aura ability back. Right. The best way to do it is to focus... You'd want to read my aura or your aura. Where are you getting this from, by the way? Can we have some clarification of where you're getting this from? Is this something you've actually made up yourself? Oh, no, no, no. no I've, I've gone through many um, online, <laughs> online sort of new-agey practitioners. Yeah. Gibberish.com. And... <laughs> Okay. And looked at their differing methods right. of how okay. they say. It. I'll rein it in. Go on. So, so okay. go on. So, tell me what you're telling so, me. So, well, broadly, if you want to see any aura, yeah, you have to focus on one singular point, right, and then let your eyes relax. So, yeah. like, you pick a spot. If you're reading mine, it will be on my upper body, right. So, kind of like on my sternum or on my forehead, on yeah. my third eye, yeah. And you maintain focus on that point, and you let your eyes relax. Wow. So you can see what's on your periphery, although you don't stop looking at that singular point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you become more aware yeah. of what's on the periphery. And you might see around me like a, a very light yeah. colour, like a shimmering colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that might be like the outside, sort of like the exoskeleton okay. of my aura. Yeah. Might be a bit blue. And then through training, you can go through and you can kind of detect the different colours within that aura. I mean, you know what you're describing here is the exact same instruction for seeing a magic eye picture. It really you? is, isn't it? That's going to be it's my exactly the same instructions. <laughs> yeah, it? and if you just focus on my third eye for long enough, you will see you'll something. see a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but that's the thing, isn't it? With yeah. it? Now, with a magic eye picture, you're not seeing something that isn't there. It is there. Yeah. You just don't see it when you're looking at it normally. Yeah. Because it's an optical illusion. Yeah. Right. Those two words are really important here. <laughs> no, wait, just let's. We'll go back to that. We'll go back to that. Have you? Haven't you seen your? Right, we're gonna put your hand out in front yeah. of you. Yeah. Listeners can play along at home. Okay. So put your hand out in front of you. Okay. So focus on one singular point. 
Hang on, because I'm feeling confrontational, so I'm going to look at the hand that's got love on it, not hate. <laughs> <laughs> on the knuckles. Right, so look on the back. There we go, I swapped it. Right, and focus, focus on your hand. And yeah. try and focus yeah. on the energy that's between and around your fingers. Right. <laughs> I'm doing it. What, what, I'm saying nothing. God, your chakra is so loud. Just try and focus. Relax your eyes. Chakra's and you so might, loud. you might see... <laughs> You, you might see like a shimmering. <laughs> when it gets violent, you need to worry. <laughs> right? Can you see colours of your aura? No. Well, just I can see your iPad behind it. Try harder. Wait, and there are colours on the screen. Yes. Was this a trick? No. Have you just put your iPad with loads of no, colours on the screen no. and made me hold my hand up in front of it? Can no, you see I was the colours? To tell you what your aura colour meant. Right, but there is no colour. Well, you're not focusing hard enough. Well, there's purple, but that's purple because it's. Basically well, coming off the light iPad. on your iPad. Go on then, what else is there? Nothing. <laughs> right, well, let's say my iPad wasn't there. Oh, you're seeing purple, are you? Broadly speaking, and reading your aura, purple would mean that you are wise, intellectual and independent. Okay, I'll accept that. What if it was red? Well-grounded, energetic, right? strong-willed. I'll accept that as well. What if what? it was orange? <laughs> well, no, I, well, I can be. Okay, orange, adventurous, yep. thoughtful, yep. considerate. Yep. Definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yellow. Creative. Yes. Relaxed. Yes. Friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose creative. I know, I know. I'm sorry, but you know. Green. Can't have them all. Social. No. No. Nurturing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Communicator. Well, clearly. Yeah. Blue. So, well, no, hang on. This is just one colour chart. Other people who say no, that they but, can no, but, see all no, but look, we're, we're talking about me specifically now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Am I a communicator? Yes. That'd be a good one, but that, no, but that is are. what yeah, I am. Yeah. I do that. Am I nurturing? Have you found with your own career mm-hmm. that I have been nurturing in private to you yes. with stuff that you do? Yeah. And you've asked me questions about things, even things about just how, you know, to how go about with works. filming and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And have I been, or at least attempted to be helpful? Very. And nurturing? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Am I social? No. Not in any way, shape no. or form. Right, I'm really not. No. I'm not. So how can you put those three things in? So if I've got a green aura, yeah. it's, it's, am I malfunctioning? Maybe, maybe you're just rotting. <laughs> but I've never been social. I've never been no. But, you know, I've worked in social situations, but I never, yeah. I never liked it. It yeah. wasn't by choice. It just happened to be where the gig was. Yeah, well... This thing, it's it's over the years, obviously. So I could do my communicating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People have interpreted... And nurturing with other acts, but yeah. that gets forgotten. Yeah. Let's go, let's go, not go down that <laughs> route again. Oh, what's this? Blue. Bitter. Right. I'm not okay. bitter. I'm not bitter <laughs> no. at all. So, you know, different people have interpreted colours of the aura. Yeah. So many times, so many different ways. But we've, d- we've done four, we'll get to four colours there. Five colours, in yeah. fact. We did purple as oh, well. Oh, this one in particular. And, apply, and most yeah. of it applies yeah, to yeah. But like in, in a lot of these events as well, you know, aura photography will be a big draw and a big money spinner as well. So I'm sure plenty of people listening, maybe not plenty, a couple, might have gone and got their aura photographed. So you can come back with a, a tangible right. sort of glowing... Just take my wig off for a sec. <laughs> glowing look behind you. Yeah. You know, and then someone would you know, take the photograph, which is generally called curly in photography nowadays. Okay. Um, and then they would interpret that like this. Say you're very social, you're lovely, maybe put some more um, B12 in your diet and send you on your way. <laughs> but uh, do you know what? I'm not going to let this go. Okay. Because the thing... Wigs off. Uh, I'm not yeah, going to let it go because I think this is actually... Mm-hmm. When I said it before about sometimes the question is why, 
Mm. Just why. That's your argument, is yeah. why. Something like this, that people put stock in, mm-hmm. and they do. That, I mean, there's huge parallels to, to that list you've got there and star signs. I was going to say, yeah. Right? You, could, you could read every star yeah. sign and apply it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Yeah. But people don't read every single one. They read their one. Mm-hmm. If there's people who still exist who still read these things. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I know from my own experience, I would read my one, mm-hmm. which is Cancer, and then I would read whatever girlfriend I had at the times one. Yeah. And go, ooh, well that must be this, right? That's what you do. But if I read all of them, they all could have informed my own life. They all could have been applied to my own life because they're universals. So the things that you said there, it's very interesting there that on green... It says social and communicator and nurturing as well, but we can keep that out of it really because yeah. that's the, just what I'm like in real life. Yeah. But that's not necessarily part of my public persona. No. So social and communicator are the absolute mm-hmm. opposite ends of the spectrum of Ian. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely, unarguably, a communicator. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. On a recording that people are listening to. Yes. And I've done that a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely that. Yeah. I am definitely mm-hmm. not social. Mm-hmm. I live in a house in the middle of nowhere and I rarely accept visitors. <laughs> <laughs> and I rarely leave it. Mm. I don't go out. I don't go to the pub. No. I don't go to things where there are people. No. <laughs> they are opposite ends of me, yet they are both put under green. Mm-hmm. So if I saw green... Mm-hmm. When I was getting bored looking at my hand and my brain went, just make something happen. (laughs) (laughs) Just show some semblance of colour. That's what he's trying to do here. (laughs) I can't go, oh, I've got a green aura, so I am social. I can't override what I actually am. Yeah, but I I can't speak for all people that make their own charts of what these colours mean. Hmm. But I'm, you know, I, I, like you say, put money on them all reading like star signs. Yeah. Like there would never be anything negative, really. Yeah in here yellow vacuous you know there there wouldn't really but also you know there's a lot of forced perception i feel with with auras maybe especially like you say with letting your eyes drift off so you can see dolphins and Mm. but a magic eye picture as i said before Mm -hmm. it it is actually there so you're not just seeing that it is in that picture it's just hidden in that picture yes yeah but it's almost like what you're seeing, if you don't believe in auras, then to debunk that by focusing on any image, um, you could see it a bit like an LCD TV. Right. If you focus on any image for long enough, once you move your eyes away from that, there'll be kind of this this like residual image. Yeah, but anyone like from, who's ever played Tetris prolonged. knows that. You know. Yeah, mean, it's like it? prolonged exposure to yeah. it. And that, some people believe, is what you're seeing when you see an aura. It's this this after image. Like when things get burnt into an LCD TV, if you mm. leave it paused on a TV show for too long, mm. you will end up with Ben Elton's face seared into your TV forever because of that prolonged exposure. Probably not the best example. but also, it, was, yeah. it was an interesting example. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where Ben Elton came from all of a sudden. I really don't know. They're essentially a type of hallucination. Tell you what, the bane of your lives, I used to have back projected TV and the bane of my life yeah. with that was rugby games or any sports game yeah. which has got a fixed box in a corner. Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah. it'll, it'll have the score box in the corner yeah. and that would screen burn. You have to run a, a thing that shifts a light across it mm-hmm. and basically unburns the whole thing with minimal success. But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I am essentially that, though. <laughs> that's what I'm essentially trying to be. Yeah. 
I'm trying to be screen burn removal. Yeah. And do you know what? I don't even know why I'm trying to do it. Because it's not like I care about these people who believe in all this stuff. No. I don't know why I'm trying to educate people. No, but you are I think nice. they're idiots. You are, you are nice and you are nurturing. No, but I don't want them to get better. You know, I wish nothing but misery on them, really. So it's not like I'm trying to help these people. I just find it baffling. Like, this is low level, this, like, seeing yeah. auras and stuff like that. But again, I think I've been thinking a lot recently about what what my need is. So, what my what my end goal is it, or what my mm. end game is, or even if I have one, I don't think I do have one. No. And I think what it's about is I find the discussion interesting. Mm. I find it fascinating how this has all come about. Yeah. I find it baffling still to mm. this day how people, when presented with full facts, still believe the fancy. I, that, yeah. that just baffles me completely. But increasingly, and I thought this weirdly whilst watching that Crown Court thing that Richard mm-hmm. Shaw Wright sends, weirdly when I was watching it, I, I thought about the nature of danger. Like, I think it's quite straightforward to go, if, if you are inclined to believe in the fantastical and, and stuff that I would consider to be patently untrue, that science would consider to be patently untrue, all them sort of things. If you're inclined to believe that, then you're also inclined to believe other things that could be dangerous, right? So I've said that for quite a yes, while now. Yeah, yeah. Certainly said it more since the pandemic and certainly said it more since, you know, conspiracy theories arose from vaccines and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, the, the fact of the matter is with vaccines, I now, and never did, I could never say, no, it is totally safe. I've got no idea if it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not a scientist. I've no understanding of virology other than, other than what I've seen on the news yeah. Right. I don't know anything about it. So if somebody said to me, is this vaccine safe? My answer is, I haven't a clue. Mm-hmm. But I'll just have to take it on trust. Mm. I'll roll the dice because what we're with at the moment, mm. if they're saying this could help, yeah. then I'm, I'm inclined to go along with it, right? Yeah. So so that's me. I'm, I'm not stating that people are wrong mm. to doubt something. I doubted it myself as I was driving to my first vaccine. I can tell you exactly where I was. Mm. I had a moment at a roundabout where I thought, am I right? Is this right for mm. me to do this? I really thought about it. And I got scared a little bit as well. I got like, oh, well, what if this is like disastrous? Because I could see in the future potentially, mm. you know, people dying or whatever it was. You know, th- this was just wasn't safe. Mm. Look at who was telling us to take it. Yeah. <laughs> right? So there's all that. But I made my informed decision on the let's be honest little i actually knew or any of us knew mm-hmm. to go well it's going to happen to everyone is you know this is just what mm-hmm. we have to do at no point did i think what if they're putting a microchip in us yeah no do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so so there's a sensible apprehension to believing something mm-hmm. but then i made my informed decision mm-hmm. to have the vaccine mm-hmm. and i don't regret it i don't think now oh i shouldn't have done that I'd like it's like that's just where life went mm-hmm. But if you're susceptible to believing in what well, is the very concept that you can inject some, someone with a microchip, yeah, th- you know through a needle that's you know just the very concept yeah. of that, yeah. I, like I say, I don't know much. I know that much. Yeah, I know you can't do that. I, but I've thought a lot, and I thought during that Crown Court program about why I get so angry about psychics and why I get mm-hmm. so angry about mediums, particularly people who claim to be talking to the dead, mm-hmm. particularly people. You know, the dead of the people they're talking to. So yeah. people that they knew and that. Why that bothers me so much. Because there can be an argument of, well, it provides comfort and yada, 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 right? And I think it gets unfairly dismissed, mm-hmm. is what I think, of how bad it is. Mm-hmm. How bad a crime that is. 
is unfairly dismissed because I think there is a tendency to think about it happening to other people. Mm-hmm. So when we think about it, we think, oh, that would be an awful thing to happen to a widow. Yeah. You know, if they're being told that their husband is talking mm-hmm. or somebody that's lost a child yeah. or whatever the situation is. We think about it to other people. And I think that we perhaps think, oh, how naive they are to believe mm-hmm. that. Or we think, oh, it's harmless because it's providing comfort and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But if you just think now of your own grief of a mm-hmm. situation, so if you, and the listener as well, if you just mm-hmm. think, apologies for bringing this to you, but, but, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Think of your own grief. We, most of us have lost someone. Mm-hmm. Most of us have lost several people, people very close, people that we just knew as pals, whatever it is. But we've all mm-hmm. lost, we've all, all felt grief. Think of that moment of grief. So the first impact of grief, the first moment that you find out someone's died, the first moment where that consumes your every thought, so-and-so is away. Mm-hmm. My wife, my kid, my friend, my favourite pop star, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that moment. And then think about that moment being exploited. Mm. So somebody taking advantage yeah. of that moment. That, mm-hmm. there's nothing funny about. Yeah. There's nothing harmless about. That is vile. Yeah. Like truly, that's evil. Yeah. That yeah, someone I could agree, use yeah. a deception there. That point mm-hmm. to take advantage, to twist your head in that moment is evil. Mm. I, I truly believe that. Yeah. So that's why I never really think I'm overreacting. I can do it in a funny way. Mm-hmm. But when I do look at myself and try and think, why am I doing this? I yeah. don't think I'm overreacting because I think of yeah. that moment. Yeah, I think in, in circumstances like that, when there's when there's blatant exploitation of someone who is who is in the deepest pits of grief, someone whose loss is very is very real and very recent. I don't mm. think anyone who professes to have any spiritual ability at all should be going near that person as a mark. Well, it, it's a, it's as inhuman as ambulance chasing essentially you know yeah. when people do it for legal things of i mean there's testimony of it happening at a and e's mm. you know people hanging about mm-hmm. going how did this happen well you, you've probably got quite a strong legal case do you know what i mean yeah now all, i think all of us would go that's awful that's horrific yeah. oh no i don't they I, should be yeah. out on the rear with yeah. a punch in the back of the head when they go but for some reason we don't always apply that despising yeah <laughs> of that practice yeah to mediums completely and you know, not to to take away from the the horrific side of that and the exploitative side of that. That has been going on for centuries, and it's mm. that hatred of that exploitation of very real grief that has driven a lot of the great debunkers, and certainly like even a lot of the magicians that went round debunking um, psychics and mediums in the nineteenth, early twentieth. So century. why is everyone not thinking that? Because. I I do think that there are kind of this isn't about auras, is it? There's no, there's like there's difference, there's difference. But I'm not dropping so that it now. Worked. So that worked. So that worked. There's I I do think that you know there's there's that side of things which is really abhorrent, and very inhuman. And for people that say that they deal with matters of people, whether those people are alive or dead, to then inflict yourself upon someone like that is the most inhuman thing you can do. It's it's vile. But I think on the other side of things, when there are people who aren't directly or immediately dealing with grief and have a belief system that mm. based around the immortal soul, and those people are in a good place and yeah. they want to discuss that, I, I, I don't know 
I know what you're saying, but yeah, I, I just see, think I, a... I'm taking it to its most extreme point. Oh, of course. Because that point never actually leaves you. You just learn to live with it. Yeah. So, so that point never actually goes away. The person yeah. doesn't come back to life. Yeah. You know, and what you're doing is you are persuading someone that they have. Yeah. But I also think it's important to to show like full representation of the light and the dark within mediumship and within spiritual belief. Mm. So as much as there are really pleasant prayer circles, home circles, there are tea and cake evenings in spiritualist churches, that I think you know should be shown and should be represented as this is an important part of spiritualism. This is the the National Spiritualist Union, you know, as it is today. But also it is as important to show the darker sides of that for very different reasons but i i think to kind of tar the whole of any kind of spirit-based belief as being this vile corrosive horrible exploitative belief system like you said like people that go ambulance chasing spiritually speaking yeah, you know, but, I, I think yeah, but it's just, a shame and yeah, it's, yeah but just it's dismissive of a whole belief system yeah but that so that is... I, I'm, I'm not I'm not dismissing spiritual belief as that. Oh, I know you're not, but I'm it, saying I'm talking about individuals. Yes. I'm talking about the tactics mm-hmm. of the instigators of it. That's yeah. what that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you believe in God or you believe in heaven or you believe in whatever afterlife mm-hmm. that you believe in. So you are stupid. I don't think anyone is stupid mm-hmm. for that. That's your own belief system. I personally don't subscribe to it. I personally could give a relatively long answer as to why I believe you think it. Yeah. But we're never going to come to a consensus on that no. because yours is based on faith, mine's based on what I perceive to be logic. Mm-hmm. So it so that's that part of it I'm not shouting at. Yeah. I'm shouting at the people who I consider to know full well that it's who who are the same opinion of as me mm-hmm. deep down. Oh yes, that I'm just who, seeing who it as a money making. There exercise. is no your your child who has died has gone. Yeah. Right? They don't exist anymore. That's what they also think. Mm-hmm. However, I'm gonna say the right things. I'm gonna apply green to them. Yeah. Try to get us back. Okay. I'm gonna apply <laughs> green to them and say what they were like. Yeah. Because you think of your child as social. And as a great communicator. Oh, God, and that, no no, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I Yes. Because it applies to everyone, you know, yeah. you know the, these these generalized terms apply to everyone. So I'm going to convince you, for whatever gain I can get, financial, but we'll have to hide that. We'll have to word it very carefully because yeah. it's illegal. Yeah, I'm going to convince you yeah. that I am talking to your son, yeah. and you are talking to your son. And how I'm going to make peace with myself about that is I'm going to think I am doing a good thing for that person because they're comforted yeah. by it. However, I'm going to ignore the part of me. That is trying to get their house. Yes. But I am doing both. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my my only um, comfort in all that mm-hmm. is that idea, I've been speaking about it recently with someone else, that the idea of you can only run from yourself for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually, yeah. the things you have done will eventually consume you. Mm-hmm. The evil things you've done yeah. will consume you. That's the only consolation that I get. But I'm not even sure that, that even happens. I think plenty of evil people die completely evil. <laughs> oh, completely. <yeah. laughs> Without any regret yes. whatsoever. Yeah. You know. yeah. And of course, a lot of those who we regard as being the most evil had a hand in something to do with a, a spiritual matter or a religious matter. Because, mm. you know, it's prime territory for exploitation when people are at their weakest. Mm. So, if you enjoyed this episode <laughs> of Blue Balls... 
nothing further, Your Honour. Oh. <laughs> no, it's valid, isn't it? It's valid. It's I just uh, thought uh, maybe we'd have a nice little laugh about yeah, well, all and, and, and we did, and we did that as well. But it's, you know, we, we did do that as well. And it's mm. not, you know, this isn't as dry as it perhaps seems, but just, you know, there's certain moments where you just, well, I do anyway. Mm. Weirdly, I wouldn't have ever predicted it would be whilst watching Crown Court that I haven't given a second thought to for probably 20 years yeah. until Richard Shaw right, bundles in and says, I've been watching Crown Court on YouTube. And my first thought was, of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's very him. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, Crown Court, my grandma. And then I went and watched it because it was interesting. It was about a medium and stuff. Mm. And, and all this stuff just started coming out into yeah. my... I just started thinking about it loads. Mm. Who would have thought I'd be meditative about my direction in life watching crown court <laughs> but it was brilliant you know it was it was great yeah yeah and i, and I don't know really how to phrase those things mm. in a fun silly way no. or you know because the, i see them as serious yeah and on the scale of things or is probably fine to believe that yeah really yeah you can see colors but if you start basing decisions on it if you start basing how you Talk to someone, act with someone, mm. because of what colour is around them or what you'll see shimmering around them. Yeah. That's Unless it's right. like the predator or something. <laughs> oh yeah, if it's com- if what you're seeing is completely transparent, but the leaves behind are wobbling a little bit, <laughs> do it. Like, be careful. Yeah, leg it. Be really He's careful. not the man for you. So that was Loopholes episode 27 and you can get in touch in a whole manner of ways. Why are you laughing like that? Episode 27, the one where Ian started to get really serious. (laughs) (laughs) I think my future action in life will be traced back to this moment. That was the moment where he was like, enough. (laughs) (laughs) Just think that crossroads when he was at. He was talking about training as a barrister, but he said he went the other way and killed them all. If you'd like to get in touch, please do. You can do so in many ways via Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Ian Boldsworth and at patreon.com forward slash burials and beyond. And you can find us on Facebook at Loopholes Podcast, on Instagram at Loopholes Pod, on Twitter at Loopholes Pod, and you can send us an email at loopholespodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to the day where I don't use any of those things in my life anymore, where everything is just summonses. <laughs> That's the only way I ever want to get in touch with people from now onwards. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. I've been Ian Bolsworth. And I've been Kate Cheryl. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Court dismissed. Loopholes is an infinite hermit production in association with Burials and Beyond with Kate Cheryl and Ian Bolsworth. Music by Thomas Funderay, produced by Ian Bolsworth. Mm-hmm.